0: Hope's Harbor: Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Fear of God, part 1 of 3. Key verse is Matthew 10:28. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. There are a total of 175 times the word fear or afraid, appears in the New Testament. And this is significant. Word fear in the New Testament, taken from the Greek phobeo, it means to frighten, that is, to be alarmed, or even to be in awe of, and that is, to revere. And this is going to be the type of fear that uh, we'll look at that we should have of God when we're his child. And then there's phobos. It means to be put in fear, alarm, or fright, to be afraid, with exceedingly great fear and terror. And this is the word we get our English phobia from. And the definition of phobia is, it's an exaggerated, inexplicable, and illogical fear of a particular object, a class of objects, or situation. It also, under that exaggerated fear, can be an intolerance or aversion for an object or situation. And the difference between the two definitions is that one where it can mean reverence. This is the one reason we're told to fear God. And this means to have reverence for him. But also in Matthew 10, 28, Jesus warns, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. And by this, he meant a healthy fear of Almighty God who will one day judge the living and the dead. Now, I want to start by assuring you I am not a fearmonger, Even though I grew up under the abusive false teaching, the legalism of always portraying God as mad as hell, just looking for somebody to smash, but we'll see in this episode a balanced view of God, when to fear Him in the holy terror role, and how to know Him through loving reverence. And listen, let me add this. We don't have to fear God's wrath when we're his child. That was spent out in its entirety upon Jesus as he hung on that cross. And so when God has to discipline me when I sin, he does it in in a loving discipline, uh, not in wrathful punishment. It's an important point. Now, when I received a suggestion from a listener to do an episode on fear, I thought, that's easy enough. But when I did a word search and looked at the root word for fear, I was surprised at the amount of scripture mentioning fear. And so this listener, who happens to be a co-worker of my wife's, she pushed me into the deep end of the pool. Also, when I was looking through all the, the verses, I noted several verses where Jesus said, do not fear or do not be afraid, etc. And sometimes he followed up by asking those to whom he spoke, where is your faith? as he did in Mark chapter four, verse 40. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And the meaning of fearful there is by implication and timid is having a dread and it's faithless. And so there are different uses of that word fear, that of terror and that of reverence for God. And in this episode, I want to focus on a healthy fear of almighty God and then a reverence for God. The two subsequent episodes, because this is uh, part one of three, those other two will focus on first recognizing unhealthy fear in general. Those are the phobias. And then the second is learning ways to resist the fears that control us. So the devotion focus here is knowing the difference between fear as reverence and fear as terror as it concerns both toward God. And I want to cut straight to the matter of when to fear God, as in terror. So let me ask you, should we be terrified of God? For anyone who is not God's child, as in being a Christian, and I don't mean in a religious sense, but then yes. But why should we fear God in terror? Well, for this to make sense, there must be a belief that what the Bible teaches about God is true. And in the Bible, God declared himself to be holy. And until sin is dealt with, God is totally unapproachable. And here's what I mean. Before God came down on the mountain to meet with Moses and give him the Ten Commandments, listen to God's warning to Moses in Exodus 19, verse 11. And this is God speaking to Moses. Let them be ready for the third day. For on that third day, the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Verse 12. You will set bounds for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or touch its base. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. And then we'll drop down to verse 18. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Verse 18. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. Verse 20, Then the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai, on the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Verse 21, And the Lord said to Moses, Go down and warn the people, lest they break through to gaze at the Lord, and many of them perish. Now, in Western Christianity, we have lost much of the awful grandeur of God. We've lost sight of Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. We've brought him down to our level of understanding to the point, I've heard it said, the man upstairs. So what do we do about regaining reverence for and to regain awe of God? First off, I can't do it for you. Neither can anyone else. Not your pastor your spouse, not your mama. But if you will make time to read about God and his interactions with his people throughout the Old Testament and even the book of Revelation. And just on a side note here, it's not Revelations. The book is actually titled in chapter one, verse one, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And if I may suggest just one book of the Bible to start with, it is Exodus. The feats God accomplished in that account alone is enough to bring me to all and to prompt me to ask God's forgiveness for when I take him lightly. You see, it's normal to drift away from respecting God for who he is and what he's done. The same with the Son of God, Jesus. I can easily forget in the day-to-day drudgery about how Jesus suffered and died because of my sin. But back to the question of whether we should be terrified of God. Yes, until that is, the cross is taken into account and anyone asks God to forgive them based on Jesus' atonement, and that means paying in full the debt owed because of sin. And at that point, everything changes for that person. It changed for me and countless others. And so how did it change? Because God became my father in the best and fullest sense and forever Listen to Jesus in John seventeen eleven as he prays to God. I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them through your name, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Did you catch that? That they may be one as we are. This oneness with God, when believed on and accepted by faith, brings us to reverence God as a loving Father who sent His Son to rescue us from sin. Now, in summary, there is fear as in the terror of God. This fear belongs to all who don't know God as their Father. And there is fear as in reverence for God as our Father who rescued us, who bought us with the life of His Son from the slave market of sin. And so the action to consider is read the book of Exodus. And consider each of the plagues God sent upon the Egyptians. Consider the kind of power it took to bring about each plague. And consider that the God of the Bible, the Father of the Lord Jesus, is one and the same God of those olden times. Take time to consider whether you are an enemy of God or His child. Your eternal destiny depends on the answer. And listen, I was a skeptic once. And I know how hard it can be to believe the claims of the Bible. But I beg you, if you haven't come to a point where you trust God's Word, do this for me and for your own soul. Read the Gospel of John and tell God, if this is true, please show me. And if you do read it, do so without fear. Do it with an open mind to the truth. And my prayers are with you. Next week's devotion is Fear. Recognizing When It's Unreasonable Part 2 of 3 You've been listening to Hopes Harbor Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley To get show notes, visit HopesHarbor.net